Lover's Lane is hiring at most locations for full and part-time key holders. I know there's always more to know, and we'll train you on everything. Apply online at loverslane.com or go to the location of your choosing to fill out a paper application. More romance, more intimacy, more often, Lover's Lane. This Saturday is Sweetest Day, so when you shop now and you spend 50 or more, you're going to receive a free intimate bag, both in-store and online. More romance, more intimacy, more Hello again, everyone. Welcome back to the Intimacy Advisor Podcast. My name is Haley. I'm a romance specialist in our stores. I'm an intimacy expert online and the host of our wonderful podcast, the Intimacy Advisor Podcast, here with Lovers Lane. Today is episode 52. It is the sex ed episode, and it is a very much needed step all the way back into sex ed kind of the classes that we should have learned because I know that I discuss so very often what I think our sex ed should have looked like in school and it really does lead to all this confusion as we get into our adult age not only having to navigate our own body and our own self-pleasure but now you're face to face with a whole nother human that you're supposed to be responsible for getting off It just doesn't add up. So we'll talk about ways to figure out what you prefer, ways to figure out how to please your partner, because there are so many questions that you have when you are having sex for the first initial few times and you do not know how to please yourself or what you like or what your partner likes, or maybe you have found it, but you don't feel experienced enough and all of these things are so very normal. So we're just going to discuss them today. And of course, if you have questions, you know how to contact me. And if you don't, then um, my email and social links will be at the very end of this episode. So if you listen back to still one of our most popular episodes to date, I believe it's episode four, it's titled Getting Cliterate. We discuss how this kind of new science of pleasure behind learning and evolving with what we know about the clitoris because as crazy enough as this is it's only recently been noted that the exclusive purpose of the clitoris is pleasure so if you're not familiar with your body that much if you do not know where your clitoris is if you do not know where your g-spot is listen like i'm always telling you guys to explore i'm always telling you guys to figure out to show your partner But if you do not know, I really do need to just kind of like stop getting so wrapped up, I guess, in working where I do and help you guys and discover your body. So the clitoris is going to be outside of the vagina. It is not internal. It is external. So that's why things like bullets are not to be inserted. And I know the older style is a corded bullet. And still, that was just resting on a cord because it was attached to a little remote that you could have on your chest while that bullet was resting on the clitoris, but anything like a bullet, that's not supposed to be inserted, okay? That's just going to be for external play. So one of the very easiest ways to discover where your clitoris is, is to take hands or a bullet 
and massage the vulva, the outside of the vulva. Now it's kind of prominent, but it's a little bit hidden. So it's um, that thin clitoral hood and you're going to pull that back a little bit and everyone's vulva and vagina and external pieces are shaped a little different and that's all completely normal. But when you pull the clitoral hood back, it does expose this little round nub button hood. It's going to be your clitoris and that is the part of the vulva that has 8,000 nerve endings. So only made for pleasure. There's no reproductive purpose to the clitoris, although I know that a lot of instructors will not also tell you that a clitoral or vaginal orgasm does help with reproduction, but that's besides the point. The clitoris is made for pleasure. How amazing, right? But these instructors that we have during our sex ed, I like, I want you to think back to what that looked like for you. They're very quick to bring up erections and ejaculation, conceiving, pregnancy, and the science that's kind of, you know, this whole unified sperm attaching to the egg. But we're never really talked about pleasure. We're never notified about birth control. And I think that a lot of people kind of resonate a fear that a person thinks that talking about birth control is going to encourage sexual activity. But I really want to challenge you guys and ask you this. Why should we be fearful of that? Do you think it's because they're too young? Do you think that teens are miseducated? Because I know that I've seen adults that don't really have proper education about that too when they have, you know, multiple children and it's just, it's kind of crazy if you think about it. I just want you guys to trust that with proper education that anybody, no matter what their age is, when you're educated about a subject, you are more likely to make smart and informed choices rather than doing what, you know, trust me, those kids or whoever it is, is going to plan on doing already. And I know that our stores and even this podcast is made for legal adults 18 and up. But when I get a question about a person that's curious about their body and how to please and how to stimulate or even just silly questions about how, well, I guess it's not silly at all, especially because when they're coming to a person asking for help about something like maybe putting a condom on or when to buy a lubricant, I am always a safe person to ask those questions. Um, I will answer them no matter what age is asking me because I do not find it inappropriate. I find it educational and it's a whole different realm of what you should and shouldn't know at certain ages because I've also talked about this a little bit in past episodes but let's just touch on it again it's good to know the United States has a very strange curriculum for sex education it is mostly fear-based it doesn't encourage self-exploration it only encourages fear of pregnancy and STDs and does not mention pleasure or a g-spot or a clitoris or even different ways to play that aren't necessarily intercourse so it's also very homophobic if you think about it there's absolutely no mention of lgbt couples or people and how different genders experience intercourse or you know i, I do know that i have a son that's 13 And I hate hearing, you know, I'm so curious. I'm that nosy parent that's like, what are they teaching you in sex ed because of where I work, right? So I hate when 
they're taught by their friends misinformation because they really do believe that to be the truth until I think they're face to face with something and then they're like oh wow okay so I've been I've known this wrong my entire life like I remember reading on blogs when I was like 12 years old about the difference between oral and anal and for some reason I thought that I didn't wrap my head around what anal was I guess I wasn't familiar with that word I always just thought of it as backdoor or booty play or you know whatever a 12 year old would think and I thought that that would be vaginal penetration and wow what a shocker when I was telling my friends oh yeah I wouldn't give oral I would give anal (laughs) it's just funny to look back now at you know my early 30 age and like wow what did I know back then versus now (laughs) so keep that in mind with young adults they are so curious about their body and of course they have like all these hormones and they don't know how to navigate that but it's really important that we have a really good education so that when other people are coming to us and asking questions we are not making them feel shameful about their bodies we're giving them answers that are true and maybe it doesn't need to tell them exactly like how to have sex or anything like that because they can figure out their own preferences but it should absolutely be like educational about different forms of birth control and you can be honest about any pain that might happen but we don't need to scare them we don't need to make them worried about a part of life right so anyway I'm going to give you guys some information today and hopefully my goal is when anybody, no matter what their age, their gender, their orientation, has questions about something that's very important such as sex. And I know that this is kind of a shy topic, but I am not that shy person. So when we do have questions, we're able to, you know, laugh through it together and realize that this is a really true question and help people out, okay? That's my whole purpose of my job, and I wish that I can just extend it to other people so that we have a stronger educational foundation. So questions like, what kind of lube are different and why? You know, of course we answer that in our store, so anybody needs a lube. I'll start off right there, which is something as simple, you know, simple questions I get every day. Everybody needs a lubricant. And if you're using toys, you are going to be using a water-based. If you're just having intercourse, you can really be open to any kind of lubricant. Should coconut oil be used as a lube? You know, these are just a ton of different questions. And I know that Google can be friend or foe, or you can reach out to me and I can help you guys and talk through your individual preferences of different sensations and feelings. So I don't care if you are 18 years old and have just first stepped foot in a lover's lane and you tell me that, oh, I don't need a lubricant, yes, you do, okay? Because your menstrual cycle is going to change the way that you make your own natural lubrication. So when you're young and when you're ovulating, you probably are not going to need a lubricant. You're going to have a lot more natural moisturizer. But as your cycle changes, and not necessarily even when you're getting older, your body just changes on a day-to-day. Your pH is a little different. Your partner could have some irritations, and that can irritate yourself, you know? I mean... Lubricant is friend, not foe, especially when you get into oral and other fun toy play and things like that too. Another really good question I get all the time for people that are newer to exploring their sexual health. What type of toy should I start out with? Well, that depends on your body. It depends on your own personal preference for stimulation, right? I always recommend a bullet. 
really for anybody. It could be for a penis owner, a vagina owner, it doesn't matter. But a bullet's a great little tool to kind of explore if you like vibration or not because a lot of toys do vibrate. So if you get something like that and you are a vagina owner, explore where your clitoris is, okay? So use that little vibrator and kind of rub everywhere. Rub it on the nipples, rub it on the clitoris. You can maybe tease the entire vulva and see if something like a penetration, just a little shallow penetration. I know I just told you at the beginning of this episode not to insert any bullets, but just see if it's something that you might be interested in. You could, of course, vibrate it anally. You could use it as a helping hand for oral sex. If you're a penis owner, you can use that vibration on the head, maybe when you're masturbating. You can use it on the frenulum. You can use it on the perineum. All different things. Now, you might want to dive into a stroker or a G-spot toy, just depending on what parts you have. And, of course, there are cheaper, like, budget-friendly beginner toys for something like that, too, if you don't want to go out and buy, like, a super expensive one to see if you like it first. All different kinds. Another question I get is how to initiate with your partner. Some people are just, you know, little awkward beings and they don't know how to initiate together. And I know that this is something that I preach, but really you do have to just practice it, okay? It's all about communication. So when you are confident enough to come to a person and to talk to them about your needs and your desires, that not only is great communication, that you are able to say, hey, I like it when you touch me like this. Hey, we need. I would like it if we could have sex this often. Hey, I'm ready to go to the next step. Hey, I'm ready to try oral with you. Not only, like I said, is that great communication, but it's a turn on. When, you're, when one partner is coming to another partner and is like, this is what I want, that is amazing, okay? It exudes confidence and sexiness, absolutely. And you know, it really does help navigate a sexual partnership. Let's see, I have a bunch of other questions here. So the one that, the more that I think about it, the more that it upsets me that we never, I never even heard about this until, I don't know, probably I started working at Lover's Lane. And of course, like watching porn will guide you a little bit, but not really, you know, porn is fiction. So if you're curious, that's a resource, but it's, is it an educational one? No, but I just want to talk about queer sex for a little bit, because this is something that's not taught in school, obviously, um, because it is much more procreation based and that's really it. And queer sex, if you dismiss that from sexual education, you are dismissing a huge chunk of the population. And it can look like whatever you would like it to look like. Sex is not penis and vagina. Absolutely not. That is not what intercourse is, okay? Sex can include two penis owners. It can include two vagina owners. It can include a transitioning person with a vulva. It can include a transitioning person of any skin color, any size, any anything if they have breasts or not, this is for any single human body, okay? And it is whatever you desire it to be. So if that is going to be something like a strap-on, if it's going to be something like pegging, if it's going to be something like anal penetration, if it's going to be something like scissoring, rubbing two vulvas together, that is perfectly acceptable for queer sex. So I just do believe that that also needs to be taught 
and touched on and it doesn't need to go like into depth about what type of toys to load up into the strap-on but to dismiss that from an educational system just doesn't sit right with me and I hope that we all know that so if people have questions ever in their lives about that then we know that there are different resources. And then the other question that I really do get hung up on a lot here is when we were learning about sex ed and it seems like the reason why we don't dive into pleasure is because it's fear-based out of younger po- the younger population not ready to have sex. So why aren't we teaching any types of outer course? Why aren't we teaching about mutual masturbation or even oral or touching or passionate kisses or just something about sharing two bodies in a way if it is fear-based for procreation that doesn't involve anything like that. It's just something to think about. It's just something to hopefully, you know, shape the way that we think about our pleasure and that sex is not penis and vagina, okay? So I know I'm just throw through my opinion a lot at you guys today. So if you have something to add or if you have something to disagree with me about, I'm sure many people will, but I hope that this can also be a resource for somebody that's just struggling on not knowing about their body or about what they've learned. And there's so many people in this world that have been like, wow, I never even thought of that when they come shop with us. And that just is so true and it's not talked about enough and know that you're not alone okay you're not going to be the first person that's ever told me that or anyone else that works in our stores and you won't be the last so you guys if you have questions about anything please feel free to email me my email is Haley. it's h-a-l-e-y at leverslane.com you can find me on instagram under intimacy advisor pod we're also on twitter under ia underscore pod and on facebook under intimacy advisor podcast please reach out to me if you have questions. And if you don't, I will talk to you again next Monday. Bye guys. Stay together